experienced in these blackouts, blackout, stretches of time that you can't account for. Welcome back, everybody, to another Lost Log uh, episode today. Uh, there's Mason, in case anybody was wondering. Hello. He's here. Uh, today we are... Um, I think it's well established at this point that our Lost Logs really are just very chill. Like, we're just, we're just reading. A lot of it comes from uh. the websites directly uh, with little minimal edits, and we're just kind of we're going along this ride with you. Uh, we're but tired. Today, we're really tired. We're tired. Today, we are taking a look at terrifying tourist attractions. Um, what I mean by that is like places around the world that specifically draw people in for their shock factor or their like spookiness. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I don't I include I'm going to include a trigger warning here. I don't normally do this. And we've had this discussion, I think, off the air, Mason and I, yeah, because probably. I think if you're listening to shows like this, you should just understand that that maybe you should be careful going in because it's you know our, a lot of our topics are trigger uh, my trigger something for someone. But I also feel like if you're going onto the internet, you should be just expecting that people will talk about things. But because we talk about some places that are kind of um, I don't know tense or um, a little touchy and involving touchy subjects, I just wanted to do a trigger warning. Uh, for uh, discussions of locations tied to suicide, infant death, animal sacrifices, and display of human remains. So, if you find these topics to be difficult to listen to, uh, I would just advise to skip past them. I'll include time codes in the show notes for them specifically. Uh, or just skip this episode altogether. Or just... It's not that I'll bad. Listen so, to it, but don't like turn your headphones. Take your headphones off, but play the whole. We're episode. not. Yeah, we're not getting like too descriptive about anything. But just, I just thought there might be some people that would yeah. like the heads up. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what we're taking a look at today. Um, Podcast. And um, podcasting. I am. I'm feeling a little under the weather, so I don't know if it shows in my voice. It's not quite as bad as the Ben Drowned episode, so that's good. It's um, a weird vibe today. It's a weird, weird vibe, vibe everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both feeling kind of gross. So it happens. Yeah. Alrighty, so we're going to be taking a look at 10 different locations throughout the world um, that, like I said, are these places that bring in people for their shock factor, for their spookiness, and have become sort of popularized in the media because of this. Were they all intended to be this? No, almost all of them were not. And then, and then people just were kind of like, that's kind of scary. I want to go there. Um, our first one on our list is Isla de las Muñecas, or the Island of the Dolls, in Lake... Um, I'm sorry, I don't know if you pronounced that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, my bad. It's funny, because you Mason's speak Mason's the resident... Well, yeah, that yeah. was the... There we go, that was the joke. <laughs> so, it's located in Lake uh, Xochimilco, in Mexico. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm uh, glad I never would have in a million years get correct that pronouncely. <laughs> 
I might not have even gotten that one correct because I still struggle sometimes with like uh, indigenous uh, uh, Mexican uh, names. So, oh. but south of Mexico City, in the canals of Xochimilco, lies an eerie little island that brings in hundreds, if not thousands, of tourists every year. But it should be noted that this was never the intention. The story behind this island is much more tragic and haunting than it might seem at first glance. The legend states that a young girl was found drowned under mysterious circumstances on the island, which I think all drownings are kind of mysterious circumstances unless it's like, yeah, I, I held them underwater and then I drowned them. But. I don't know. Not in the f- no, what? No, not like jet skis. That is true. Like if someone I, yeah. takes, if someone's like, I'm going jet skiing this weekend, and then it's yeah, like, then what happened to ta- Todd? He drowned. Oh, right, because he was jet skiing. Because he was jet skiing. That makes sense, yeah. actually. That one checks out. Yeah. Um. So she was found drowned under mysterious circumstances on the island, and now her spirit possesses the dolls on the island, making them move their eyes and limbs at night. Many. Wait. Qu- so were the dolls there before she drowned? Uh. No. So the, this is the okay. legend. This is the legend. This <laughs> okay. isn't... Gotcha. We'll get into the history This isn't of it. The, the story. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So many claim to hear the dolls whispering to each other at night, and others uh, riding the canals claim to be drawn to the island without explanation. The truth behind the island doesn't strain that far from the legend. The island was created by a man named Don Julio Santana Barrera. Don was, Julio is such a cool name. Yeah, and Don Don is used as like Mister or Sir. You know what I mean? I, I actually didn't. Yeah, so a lot of I a lot Don of Don was just a name. No, in in a, in a lot of like Latin American uh, cultures and like Spaniards, it comes from the Spaniards. Don is like a title. So you oh, might call my dad Don Jose. No one does. Um, interesting. Because he's not fancy right? enough for that. Well, I always thought because it's like Don Don John. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that is that the Spain thing or is his name just Don John? Don John. I don't I don't know who that is. Don Isn't John. The Joseph Gordon Levin. Oh no, but I think that's that's like Italian. That's, that's like he's like Italian, isn't he in that? I don't I don't know. I think it's that's like, his name. I think that's Don John. I've never seen it. I th- I think it's the same thing in, well, in like the mafia as well. That like well, Don true, Don Capone Don, or whatever would be like the term Don like Corleone. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Well, yeah. who says you don't learn anything listening to us? <laughs> Who's saying that? Let us know. If anybody <laughs> said that, I'll personally fight them. Don, Don Jose is coming to your house to beat your <laughs> yeah, ass. Yeah, my dad's coming. Um, so, uh, Julian. You. Oh, yeah, me. Yeah, me. Fuck you You're guys. You're Don Jose. I'm Don Jose. So, uh, Julian, he was, the, uh, he was a caretaker of the island. And... Um, he claims to have found the little girl on the island and was not able to save her life. A little while after he discovered the body, he also discovered a doll floating near the island, which he believed was most likely the little girl's. So he picked up the doll and hung it on, on a tree to show his respect for the girl. Um, that, seems, that seems like a thing a drunk person would do. Maybe. This, this I will be honest, is, I don't know much about... <laughs> As he just puts it, as he nestles it into a tree, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, I don't know much about uh, Julian's uh, culture, c- uh, characteristics, his character, the kind of man mm-hmm. that he was. 
Uh, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of I'm like I, I wouldn't be my first thought. I'll just say it. That, that just seems like it was something I would do if I were shit faced. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I'd be like, oh, he had it. to leave the party. I'm gonna I, put. I do it to honor I'm you. I'm gonna put his jewel up on my mountain <laughs> on my mantle <laughs> to honor, honor. And then the next day you're like, why the, the fuck, fuck is, this why is there a jewel on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It, it's it's a weird little thing. But anyway, according to Julian. He was haunted by the spirit of the girl soon after, and he began to hang more and more dolls in an effort to please her spirit. It's not known, at least on the website, they don't explain whether or not he went and bought the dolls or he just like was collecting them from the trash. It seems like they were kind of trash dolls because like uh, I think if you look at the picture up there, they're all Mm kind of weird, spooky, like mangled, put together dolls. Um, explain whether or not he had schizophrenia because this seems like a crazy person's thing. We'll get like, into it. There's we'll, a ghost following yeah, I have some theories about this and we'll get into it at okay. the end. Um, so anyway, so he starts hanging up all these dolls, right? Because he's like, mm. that's going to please her spirit because he's like, oh my God, this, this this little girl won't leave me alone. Right. But um, he, he, bega- he hung them more and more to please her. But then according to those close to Julian, it seemed as if he was being driven mad by some unseen force that just completely changed him. So a little after he started hanging the dolls, like his demeanor changed entirely. And he seemed how more like paranoid. I don't know how old he was when he found the little girl. Because I, I, when he passed away, it was 50 years after he had found her. So he must have been in his, I want to say like 70s. So he must have been like in his 20s, 30s. I don't know how old he lived to be. Right. Well, I'm guessing because early 20s, that's when like severe mental illness, like bipolarness, uh, and, it and starts, to, starts yeah. to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so after 50 years of collecting dolls on the island, Julian was actually found drowned in the same spot that he had reportedly found the little girl. Hmm. Um, so this was only a couple of years ago because this guy was like, you know, people were seeing him on the tours and stuff. Like he was showing people the island, and then just a couple of years ago, he just was found in the exact same spot that he had been saying for years. He found this little girl. Gotcha. So, although Julian's intentions may have been admirable at first to some, he left behind a haunting and terrifying spot full of decaying, cold, black-eyed dolls whose soulless eyes seemed to follow visitors as they moved through the strange little island. Uh, and it is, it's not a very big island. It's literally like, I don't know, like a couple of yards across um because the so canals of studio apartment <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably uh but like probably the size of i don't know it's not very big though uh because in the canals of a lot of these islands in the canals were literally like, constructed they weren't mm. like natural they were man-made islands so actually a lot of mexico city um this is a cool little thing uh that people like stu- students of history might know Tenochtitlan, the the city that the Aztec capital before the Spanish came in, which became Mexico City, was built on a lake. It, there was no islands there. They completely constructed a city on the lake. And this kind of this tradition, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then and then this tradition sort of continued within the canals as well. Um, I think the canals were an Aztec creation as well. I don't think those were. Um, well, I would the assume Spanish. it was like overrun once they filled in the lake. Right, the water would have had to start to like overflow places or um, i don't know uh, yeah i don't know yeah um but uh yeah so moving on to that it's kind of a spooky place right and, and people can look at pictures sure. now i want to talk a little bit about julian so 
It should be noted that many people believe Julian actually made up the story of the little girl in his solitude and that there never was a body besides Julian's that was discovered on the island. And like mm. you said, I think he might have been, I think this unseen force that was driving him insane might have been mental illness. Um, yeah, I don't know and if he may have driven him to drown himself in the same spot. Because mm-hmm, I know he lived on the island with those dolls for years. Because there's a there's a picture in in this picture of I have included here for you, Mason. Yeah, there's yeah, a little, yeah, shack. little shack. He was living there. Um, I think BuzzFeed did a video too, and they talked a little bit about. Um, I am. Um, but I want to do that. I want to live in a tiny <laughs> shack on an island full of dolls. Then you'll drown, girl. I, when I'm that, seventy, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> the thing I'm confused about is whether or not. He and I'm sure more research into this would have shown me, uh, but whether or not he was uh, the caretaker of the island before he found the little girl, or if he was just one day on the canals found the little girl and then decided to become the caretaker of this island, you know, but you also, know what I mean? It's not like caretaker of the island was a job. Yeah, he it definitely it was. It was more like it, right? he lived on the island. And so he right. was a caretaker because he It'd lived be, on the because, island. But that makes like the entire island just like the lawn, his lawn that needed to be mowed. Every yeah, exactly. Lawn. So. That's the thing is I I, I think I think um, so there was no evidence of him ever actually finding a girl. No, because because he was the one that said that he had found it. Like many right, believe he didn't call the police. I don't know because that's that's even on the website itself, the website for this island. It says that it's doubtful that he actually found this little girl, and that ah. it was more a story that he concocted in his solitude, and then maybe right. to explain the strange obsession that he had. I think. Mm-hmm. He must have suffered from something, and he genuinely believed that he was being haunted by the dolls. That might have caused him to uh, die under mistake. It's 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 yeah. if it's suicide, it's an interesting suicide of suicide by drowning because like you got to be really well, committed to that. You know you, what I mean? Not if you're mentally ill to the point that you That's fully true. believe in something, even if it's not happening. You know what I mean? If or if you're shit faced. Like, well, or if you're shit faced. I mean, if I've had yeah. a nickel for every time I've almost drowned. And- <laughs> five inches of water when Cheyenne, when I was drunk and Cheyenne came over and just rolled me over like a fucking whale. <laughs> I've had a nickel for every time I've gone to throw up and then I almost fell asleep in the toilet water. <laughs> I'd have one nickel, but or two nickels, but it's kind of weird that it happened twice, right? Um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I feel, uh, yeah, I mean, I I've, would assume it's like a Richard Chase thing where, you know, the guy that, that drank all the blood, the vampire mm-hmm. of Sacramento... Who like? I was know, just in just Sacramento fully... this this last weekend. By the way, shout Ooh. out to everybody in Sacramento. Sac- shout out to my family in Sacramento who got me death grips. Incredibly shit faced. Um, I'm so Northern California. I call I call scratch bammer. Wow. It's death grips. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue sorry. with what I'm you're sorry. saying. <laughs> um, where he believed that like he didn't have enough blood in his body. His body wasn't making blood, so he had to drink everything, mm-hmm. everybody's blood. Right, crazy, but mm-hmm. uh, you know that's the what I that's what it, this feels like to me is he probably fully believed everything he said. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That he just um, that he, yeah. he drowned. He drowned himself thinking he was being drowned by a ghost. Okay, now you I'd know? like to know. I I feel like a lot of these places might not be spooky to you because I just don't feel like you're scared by a lot of this. I would I am I would be spooked if I was oh, on the I island would be of the like dolls. Terrified to like okay. spend the night on that. Okay. Yeah, it would yeah. be scary as shit. That's a lot. The dolls all look and that. I don't know if you can tell that much in that picture, but if you just look it up, there's a bunch of other pictures. They're all fucking spooky. A lot of them have like mismatched yeah. heads, They're which like I don't like. Out of all, it's like what you would imagine like a horror movie would look like. Um, and as a kid, I don't remember what the phobia is called, but as a kid, I was like terrified of dolls after I watched mm. Child's Play. I had that. I, I still kind of am. I don't love dolls, even as a grown man. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm into them. Not like baby dolls are fine. Porcelain dolls, I'm like. <sighs> I think they're cool. I think the scary ones are cool. The creepier they are, the cooler they are. But like, Cheyenne hates them. I am like. She hates this giant, this creepy ass monkey I keep back here. <laughs> this, that one right there. Yeah. She hates it. It's got like sharp teeth and it's cracked, so it's got like a scar down its side. That one doesn't scare me that much. I give him all of the pocket knives and call him Guardian of the Knives. <laughs> now you scare me more than the monkey statue. Well, for I'll other your reasons. Face off. I don't For like monkeys. Reason. We'll have to do a whole episode when we get into that. I don't like monkeys. They're scary. They they'll they'll fucking bite your face off. They'll rip your yeah, dick off. Yeah, don't keep them as a pet. They're not cool. They're not as cute as everyone thinks. I'll just say that. All right. I think they're cute, but like, don't keep them as a pet. They'll kill you. Yeah. Don't you fall asleep? You pass out. They'll eat your face off immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's scientific, like, but that's Jose's. <laughs> that's they can Jose's. Rip, apes can rip your fucking arms out of their sockets. No, dude, they're fucking terrifying. Like mandrels, mandrels and like b- baboons scare me. Mm. Mandrels is especially because they've got that like the little fangs and they scream at you. No, thank you. Anyway, so moving on to our next one, we go to Nagoro, Japan. Nagoro is a slowly shrinking village in the valleys of Shikoku. Japan that has a larger population of life-sized dolls than actual human beings. Fucking so he's living. These people are living in like I Am Legend with like yeah like yeah I guess yeah yeah yeah. Where so he's like hey Frank. Yeah, and it's a fucking mannequin, and mm. and and you're there on to visit this place, and like this person's just having full-on conversations with the dolls, and you're like honestly, so far I, this is I'm gonna be a little bit serious here. Mm-hmm. I have zero problem living in complete isolation and talking to inanimate objects. I'd love to. I think that's I mean, what... Sorry, we never got back to the old boy conversation we were having earlier. This uh-huh. ties in. I'm the type of person that if you locked... If I could design a room that was like 20 by 20 uh-huh. and had a bathroom in it, I could live in there for years on end. And, you and you will, you would love the studio apartments I looked at. That's basically <laughs> what they are. It's just a jail well, cell with... Well, that's what I'm saying though. Is like you could lock me in for like 20 years, and I'd just be like, "Cool." So you're you know you're I mean? you're in that you're in that uh, basement apartment in uh, Parasite, and you're like, "This is great." I haven't seen it. Oh man, you should. I should. You should watch. But yeah, I could just sit in the same. I could be in the same room for my entire. I life. mean, I like I've done that. Me. You know, like I talk to everything. Like when I'm alone and I'm bored, I talk to myself, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I guess I do address inanimate objects. I'll be like, "Hey, I mean, Mr. Bookcase." I'm not saying... No, hang on. Maybe that makes me sound crazy. I shouldn't have said that. I (laughs) I don't do that. Oh, I talk to things all the time. I talk to... Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, I could, like, live in, like, a blank room with nothing in it. But, like, you know, you give me a TV... You're saying you could live on the island of the dolls. You could live in in Nagoro, the uh, the valley of the dolls. I don't care if I never see another single person Mm. ever again. Not even even on the internet. I don't care if I I never see a person. I can distract myself. I went, like, two months... In, like, my freshman year, but I just didn't talk to anybody. I was just, like, going to yeah. class, keeping my head down, and just going back. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then I think that's when I wrote my manifesto. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so, so many of it's... A- my, um, I'm going to say, I probably shouldn't even say this on, on the podcast. I, my mom, I keep talking, telling her, and a lot of other people keep telling me that I can't keep threatening to send bombs to the governor's house. <laughs> Yeah. Which I do, it's a joke. It's a right. full joke. It's never going to happen. But I've gotten into the habit of, I'm like, if this fucking happens one more time, I'm sending a bomb <laughs> to the governor's house. And people are like, dude, if you fucking, you can't keep saying that in public because they're going to, like, that's illegal. That's a, that's illegal to say. And it's like, right. I'm, you know, it's funny. They're going to show up at your house after this recording. Yeah, maybe cut that part out <laughs> just in case. We'll see. Yeah. 
<laughs> so many of the original inhabitants um, of Nagoro left the village in search of employment or just died. It seems like it, they didn't have a, a large population to begin with. Well, anyway, this this one inhabitant, um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I think it's Tsukimi Ayano or yeah, Ayano. So. Returned to her home of Nagoro after being away for 16 years, and she found that only 37 residents remained. Which I was like, that's that's a good amount of people. But then I think about, it, I'm like, I live in a town of 20,000 people, like, mm-hmm. and it feels like I barely see people anyway. That I'm would like, be like that would be like in a town of just the people you know. Yeah, and you know then, what I mean? you, yeah. but I feel like you'd hardly see them anyway, even though it's just that many of you. Well, I guess it anyway. depends on how much space is in the town, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So faced with loneliness, um, this the artist, because uh, she was an artist, she she's still alive. She took it upon herself to populate the village with 350 life-sized Cabbage Patch Kid-like dolls. So there's these these big dolls that kind of Cabbage Patch Kids like. Um, and it's said that the idea came to her after she made a kakashi or uh, a scarecrow for her garden in the likeness of her father. And she had an epiphany and was like, huh, why should I stop here? Like, I should just populate the whole fucking town with people I know. Hey, um, hey, uh, hey, uh, Tsukimi, it's a, hey, it's me. It's your neighbor. You know yeah. me. Yeah, hey. So me and the 36 mm-hmm. other people that live in the town have been talking. Right. It seems like you've started putting life-size dolls everywhere in the abandoned buildings and things. Oh yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, I just like I felt like we needed more people here. So, oh, well, okay. So we'd certainly, we definitely agree that uh-huh. more people here would be great. But these aren't these aren't people. These are dolls. You're making dolls, and then you're putting them in places that people could be living. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But you're putting dolls in there, so then maybe it seems like, oh, that's fucking creepy as shit. Maybe people shouldn't <laughs> live there, you know? Maybe yeah. that's a, a problem. No, they're people, though. They're all they're all based on real people. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to make one based on you. Well, you wouldn't need to do that because I'm alive. For right? now. <laughs> and here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I was just. Did so, you want to maybe okay. come inside for a cup of coffee? No, I think I actually need. I've got to. Let me I'm take a picture. I'm actually leaving you. town. Nope. I'm gonna. Nope. Nope. I'm gonna. Oh, you took it. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what. Yeah. I think I'm gonna move. That's fine. Because already... honestly, there's. Oh, let's just call it 36 people. I'm <laughs> gonna move out of here. Um. You seem cool. You seem like you know mm-hmm. what you're doing. So yeah. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Have you seen Ted recently? Because he was here and now he's gone. And I saw. Yeah, that he's doll. right over there. Nope. Well, that's a doll. But that's so that's Ted. a doll. So you know, because you made that, right? Did that's you make Ted. Ted with your hands? I've got to go now. Uh, good luck with the move. You have a good day. I'll see you soon in my collection. Good day. Yeah, so that's a real <laughs> audio <laughs> conversation. <laughs> We're gaslighting uh, Tsukimi. Yeah, sorry. Also, by the way, she probably is just an artist. Right, it's yeah. kind of cool, but it is creepy. Yeah, but it like, is. It is. Know, no, it's creepy. It's creepy. I, I understand that she's doing people. 
but there's a bunch of abandoned buildings where people used to live. I'll put fucking yeah. creepy shit in there. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, Who cares? So she began to craft more and more and place them in various locations around the village in various different poses. So it is just like I Am Legend because he's got, like, he puts them in the, the yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they could like, be you're fishing. You're the banker. <laughs> some of them are fishing. Some of them are working the fields. And some of them are even attending class in the local elementary school. She's got one where she filled an entire uh, uh, classroom with them. And they've all got their little books in front of them. And they're all, like, ready for I class. I know. I'd love to hear, are there kids? No, no, there's, there's, no there's no kids. kids. There's no kids left okay, in the village. Like, yeah, you know, they're just like, huh, well, we actually have a school, so you can't. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. I yeah. guess that's okay if you use that classroom. We weren't really... And so, as her neighbor, <laughs> as her neighbors left or passed on, she or, actually yeah, she created she creating more fucking yeah, dolls. she created a doll weird. in their likeness to take their place. Um, so, after a decade of doing this, uh, Tsukimi continues her work and she maintains the current dolls and is crafting more and more to join the others, leaving Nagato a strange, nightmarish children's fantasy the are thing about more, nagato how many people are there now are there still about there, is, yeah like it's it's less than 40 i believe so because honestly they don't know again, i don't know if they know I've exactly there immediately but the thing about nagato is it's gained attraction it's gained uh, attention right but mm-hmm. the one of the main reasons why it's uh, why this population dropped is, is it, it is in such it's in such a um hard to get to place it's very Remote. deep within like the japanese valley and wilderness so that already it's it's already hard to get to and that was part of the reason why people left for the bigger cities and i don't know if putting the dolls there is helping honestly attract I'm, people to I go live she seems completely sane i i will say this i, I just, she <laughs> she is it seems that she's just doing this as like an art form sure. you know Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the guy. She seems completely insane, though. It's kind of like the guys who built the Prada in the middle of uh, nowhere in Texas. Did you ever hear about that? There was like yeah. two artists, and they built this well, this Prada that's actually store. Actually, like a super like um, that that town that that's outside of is like super rich now. It's like yeah, like, like, but it's not. Like, it, yeah, it's not Marfa, like a re- Texas or whatever. Yeah, anyway. something like that. It's not. But like it's. I think it's kind of like that. It's kind of something well, like that. Where to me, it reminds me of like this is you know this medium not we should we should have asked marcus but i feel like uh, our old mm. professor marcus this he would totally do this he'd built a well, <laughs> village of I dolls saying, and- it's to me this is i'm I, I feel like this is just a theory i don't know much about history but shit like stonehenge mm-hmm. like, this is this has got to be how that shit got made right no, where an I, artist I, I think was just so. like i got nothing else to do yeah. i'm gonna start carving some weird ass mm-hmm. shit and doing things you know what i mean like uh the easter island heads yeah exactly it was just like, a dude yeah. <laughs> it's just a dude who was like you know what this island needs? Big fucking, big fucking heads. Mm. Yeah. Does it though? No, it, it needs some, at least one. And then after the first one, he's like, mm, "Let me try a different one." You know what? I don't even realize why I should stop there. I could just keep making these yeah. things. So. I mean, and honestly, it's not even worth making fun of because that's that's what art is. That's yeah. what the best art always comes from. People just being like, boredom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boredom creates breeds. So much artistic integrity and mm-hmm. things like that. It's great, but they, these don't. This one doesn't scare. I, it, it is creepy because she set them up in like positions, like they're like doing shit. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm like, I could take. I don't know why. I, the fact that it's like a plushie doesn't scare me as much. The faces are kind of spooky a little bit, but I'm like, if this, if one of these attacked me, I'll just push it. It's a plushie. What's it gonna you know, do? It but then seem, I guess. It, 
I guess that's the reason I shouldn't be scared of dolls anyway, because it's like, well, I'm bigger than a doll, but like a hard doll is scarier to me than like a soft doll. I don't know. I can't explain it. To me, it's like, a, this seems like a prime example of like a Studio Ghibli film. You know what I mean? Like Spirited <laughs> Away, where it's like a yeah. creepy artist at night, but then like you get trapped there overnight, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the dolls come and to life, the, and, and it's a whole yeah. spirit world thing. Yeah. But that's neat. That like scene, it. by the way, where her parents are eating the food, it's, it's, it's upsetting. It's fucking upsetting because they're and then they become the pigs or whatever. Well, because they're alone, you know. No, as a kid, that's your biggest fear. Yeah. Your parents are gonna leave you alone. It's your biggest place. fear is your parents fucking eating and then becoming pigs. And no, I remember that. I don't. Well, well <laughs> I don't know if it's that specific. I was always like, Dad, stop eating. No. I'm always slapping food out of my dad's <laughs> hand just in case he turns into a pig. I don't trust it. Every time you go to you went to the Iowa State Fair, you were like, No. Dad's well, like, God true. damn it, Mason. <laughs> Try and eat a fucking corn dog. Will you stop? I'll stop. So <laughs> you're already a pig, you motherfucker. Mason, what? what? Nothing. No, Slapping shit out. Fucking cracks me up. So <laughs> our next place is the Sedlik Ossuary. Is it Ossuary? How do you how do you pronounce it? I think it's Ossuary. Ossuary, right? I didn't I know if so. it was like Ossuary or Ossuary. I think it's Oshkosh Bagosh. I'll look it up real quick. Because now, now, now I'm interested. <laughs> I love how I did that. Thanks for that. Ossuary. Okay. It was, it's Ossuary. Okay. So our cool. next place it's, is... So it's not Oshkosh Bagosh? Great. Thank you. Our next place is the Sedlik... dick. <laughs> our next place is the Sedlik Ossuary, or the Church of Bones, in Kutna Hora, Czech Republic. I was like, this is one Mason would love. It's it's I, I, it scares me because I'm not a big fan of human bones, Jose, but I you think know it's kind of cool. Boy. So you know I'm a bone boy, Jose. <laughs> you know I love bones. Oh, I know, I know. The Sedlik Ossuary is one of the strangest chapels you will ever see. The reason it's full. You say strangest. I say misunderstood. <laughs> the reason is because it's full of bones. On the outside. It's nothing spectacular. It's just your run-of-the-mill gothic medieval church, which I would argue is kind of spectacular, but whatever. But as soon as you enter, you realize that this church is anything but ordinary. It is artistic. Extraordinary. <laughs> All right. Keep it in your goddamn pants. It is art. <laughs> I got a boner for this bone temple. It is. <laughs> it's artistically decorated by more than 40,000 human bones. Thus the nickname of the Church of Bones. One of the most interesting parts of this macabre house of worship is the chandelier, which contains every single bone found in the human body, at least one of them. Yeah. So the Bony Church got its start in 1278 when the King of Bohemia sent the abbot... More like (laughs) God. Damn it, these are all very good. Keep them coming. Uh, he sent the abbot of the Sedlik Cistercian Monastery to Jerusalem. Abbot Henry brought a handful of earth back from a journey to... I like that he was just Henry. What's up? Yeah, yeah Henry. it's Henry. Yeah, he's he's, in, he's an abbot living in Bohemia. Mm-hmm. He's part of the yeah. Sedlik Cistercian Monastery. Sedlik Cistercian, yep, that's right. That's and he's me. like... Henry. Henry. Yeah. yeah, what's up? Wow, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I got dirt. I got dirt in my pockets. <laughs> so, so he comes. I got dirt in my pockets and a body full of bones. 
<laughs> so he brought back a handful of earth from a journey to the grave of the Lord in Jerusalem. He scattered this holy soil across the Sedlick Cemetery, securing... Holy soil, Batman. <laughs> you are on one today. I, I'm, I feel like maybe I'm not laughing as much as I should. Those are genuinely funny. They're very funny. You're doing very good today. Um, so, so. Uh, nothing says good joke more like not laughing, just agree. <laughs> Everybody knows your joke is really funny when they're like, wow, that's really That's funny. very funny. Um, so... After he, he scattered the holy soil uh, across the <laughs> Batman across the Sedlick Cemetery, it, he secured its place as one of the most desired burial sites for people all over Bohemia and the yeah, surrounding this countries. Got special dirt. Th- that's I got the special dirt. Literally, in this what one. it you was. Every, get buried here. Everybody was Premium like premium deaths. <laughs> Right here, boy. Everybody was like, I gotta get me some of that special dirt cemetery. I gotta, I gotta get like, in there. They got the special, they got Jesus hey, dirt. holy shit, did you hear about the fucking, the, the Sedlick Cemetery? I just gonna, I just fucking yeah. heard. Is that yeah. not the craziest fucking thing? Fucking, it's got Jesus dirt. Same fucking dirt as Jesus. Can you, get the fuck fucking out. imagine that? Me, same dirt as Jesus. Isn't same that crazy? Dirt. That's anyway, I paid 30 million to be uh, mm. buried there. So, hey, uh, you don't think this is gonna start a thing where, like, you can buy your way to heaven through giving money to a church, do you? Get, get the fuck out of here. Why would that... Doesn't even make, God, it's the, right. it's the Holy happen. Roman Catholic Church. That, They're not going to do that. That would never right? happen. Fucking they never God, do this that. guy. This guy. <laughs> and then they hey, did. did I tell you about my little brother? <laughs> oh, 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 we'll keep it rolling. We'll keep it... We're, we're sticking to moving out here. Let's go. <laughs> so... So everyone wanted to be buried in in that handful of the Holy Land. More than 30,000 were actually uh, buried Buried there. there. But it wasn't long before there simply wasn't enough room for everyone to rest in peace. Um, And the bodies were moved to a crypt to make room for the newly dead. In 1870, a local woodcarver, Frantisic Rint, was employed for the dark task I like that. The dark task. That's very cool. And I like to think that they said that to him. They were like, Frantisic, you are uh, employed for dark task of arranging like, thousands of bones. I just like to imagine, you know, uh, great, 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 great grandpa Schrader just being like, uh, you know, uh, you know what we could do with all these extra dead people, right? Yeah. What if we put their bones out on display? How did you get in here? I'm a I'm a priest. It's weird, I know, but the only we're the only people who can read, so I didn't. I mean, mm. have you seen me? Look at me. I can't work. Yeah, that's true. So well, I mean, what I'm saying, what if we make a chandelier out of bones? I don't like how excited you are about it, but we've got <laughs> nothing else going on. So, you know, well, here's what I'm. Okay, listen, I've only got a few thousand sketches of my ideas. Let me show you. <laughs> I've barely given this any thought. I've. Have, I mean, listen. These are still these are still rough ideas. This is draft thirty-one of the bone chandelier. Now, the interesting thing about this is it's actually got every bone from the human body at least once. Huh? I don't even get me started on the bone altar, or like what I like to call the balter. You're lucky we have absolutely nothing uh, else happening. This is when a Schrader shrine shine is when there's nothing else going on. <laughs> So, so they tasked him with, with artistically arranging the thousands of bones. 
So Rint <laughs> came up with the bone. Do I envy you, pal? I'll tell you what I envy you and your because this was my idea. I just don't have. I don't do the hand. I don't shape them very well. Yeah. Oh man, do I wish I was the guy who got to root around in those bones? Oh, that'd be just so lucky. <laughs> you lucky son of a bitch, you. So so Rint came up with the Bone Church's stunning chandelier, as well as the amazing Schwarzenberg coat of arms, which includes a raven pecking at the severed head of a Turk, all made of human bone. Wait, the, I'm sorry, is the raven made of human bones? Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Is the raven raven? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. maybe. Do you think they killed a raven for this? Schwarzenberg, Schwartz, Schwartz. Listen, they're making a lot of fancy Zimberg. art out of bones. I'm, at this point, I can't even believe they, they have a whole lot of respect for the value of a raven's life. Let's let's see. I've got it pulled up here. Um, where is it? I can't I can't really tell because it's bones, so they all kind of blend <laughs> together. <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. I was no, just... yeah, it's like it's like a little raven constructed out of like. But it's certainly human. made of some sort of bones. It's it, I think it's human bones, and then they just made it in the shape of a raven. It doesn't seem to be like a raven skeleton. That's fucking cool as shit. <laughs> it, it's kind of cool. Honestly, okay, I need to look this up because my next tattoo may be this. That, it's a pretty cool one. So, Rint was responsible for bleaching all of the bones in the ossuary in order to give the room a uniform look. Sure. Um, and his artist signature is still on the wall today, naturally in his medium of choice bone do you need a do you need a do you need an apprentice <laughs> who are you kid those bones what's your name my name is schrader jr yeah i want to bleach those bones <laughs> let me bleach those bones <laughs> my new favorite thing is to do an old-timey prospector thing yeah. my mom gave me a bag of bones the other day it was like a deer skull and a bunch of uh-huh. deer bones God, I was taking my car and in the middle of the, the my, my parents' driveway. I started clicking my heels together and being like, there's bones in this bag. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking uh, cracks me up. Oh, God, that's so cool. It's that, pretty that, dope. God damn it. These are so cool. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, was like, <laughs> I fucking love this so much. So, well, now if you when you and uh, Cheyenne plan your Europe vacation you'll have to sneak that in there it's just that he wants to go see the goddamn bone church why are you still with him i well, just don't understand <laughs> oh, no go ahead well he's he's got character he's you you see a weird obsession with bones i see passion he made you promise that if you die first he gets to keep your skull that was kind of weird he's I will. made a lot of people promise that he's made at least three different people promise their skulls to him I, again, it's an artist. You know, he's an artist. I don't. He's not uh, doing art with them. He just wants them. Art in his own way, I suppose. I've seen him take one and talk to it and then move the little jaw like he's talking to the skull. He calls them all Mr. Bones. He's a troubled soul. You don't, you wouldn't get it. He loves it. <laughs> he doesn't seem tortured by it in the slightest. He loves it. I'm sure. I'm tweeting myself all the time. <laughs> There's bones. There's bones. Um, <laughs> There's bones in this bag. <laughs> would you Would you visit the uh, uh, the bone church? 
I would peek Fuck my off. head in. I don't know, man. Fuck you. If we're going on this, well, I'm spending a fucking day. This is at least a two-day trip oh, to the bone, the bone thing of like, I can't, can't cover that whole thing in one day. Yeah. You think you could steal bones? How easy do you think no, it is to steal No, don't bones steal the bones. That's how you get cursed. It's also how you get free human bones. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to get human bones, Jose. It's whoa, whoa, not whoa, as whoa. easy as you think it is. Mason, you are incriminating yourself. It's not illegal. I looked it up. It's not uh, illegal to own a human skeleton. Okay, it's it's not illegal to illegal. murder someone. But, but it's, a, never it's illegal to anybody. grave rob. It's legal. You're right. It is illegal to grave rob. Technically, I don't think this counts as a grave, though. What's the legal definition of a grave? I don't know. That's, exactly. That's a can you of bones that I don't want to open. Yeah, I want to open any can. I'll open any can of bones. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Yeah. Our next one. And do we have to? Yeah, we do. Right. I, I, I shouldn't even have put that one on there. Honestly, this one looks a little kind of exciting, too. This is the Ako de Sewa fetish market in Lome, Togo. <laughs> so. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why it's called fetish. When I first read that, I was assuming, like, sexual fetishes, and I was like, ugh. Sure. Um, no, but what it is is uh, Togo's capital city of Lome is the birthplace of the largest voodoo market in the world. A kind of super supply store for fetishes, charms, mm -hmm. and anything else one might need for a ritual. Not those kind of fetishes. Not those kind of fetishes. And the, not that kind of ritual. Not that kind of ritual. The Ako de Sewa fetish market, or Marche de Fetishus, I don't know. I'll be, sure. taking I'll be taking French next year, so talk to me in a year. Is a place where you can find anything from Leo, uh, leopard head. I said leopard. <laughs> anything. From leopard, leopard heads. Because <laughs> I think I was reading it as like leotard. So I was like, ah, mm, leopard. Probably, sure, classic. Classic you can mistake, everyone does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you can find anything. I'm not going to lie to you, I've been really loopy. I don't know if it's from like all the NyQuil and shit I've been taking. But as I was typing this, there was one. Oh, there's the pod dog for the I video watchers. The um, as I was typing this, I kept just like typing gibberish. And I was like, whoa, that's not right. <laughs> It kept being right. like, are you sure you, did you mean this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I wrote. Well, anyway, so um, it's... Okay, well, this sounds like a better place to go to buy bones. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you can find anything from leopard heads and human mm -hmm. skulls to voodoo priests who bless and create fetishes or predict the future and make medicines to heal whatever ails you. So, Mason, you're looking for bones. This is the place to go buy some bones. It's legally. See, it's not illegal to buy yeah. a human bone, a human skull. The human skull so <laughs> the many well i okay if i ever come across someone selling a human skull in a non-sketchy way mm -hmm. i will buy it for you okay no, but well also, i through a third party <laughs> also if you die can i have your skull no <laughs> why not i don't know i'd rather Are you fucking kidding me <laughs> sorry you show up to my house. I'm on my deathbed. I've said my goodbyes to my family. I'm dead. And just there's a... You're crying. Like, your family's around. Yeah. you crying. And just in the background, I'm like... Shh, no, you're like... Yeah, you're night. opening up a, a bag, and you're, like, putting on gloves. You're like, so how how much longer do you guys think you'll be? Or, uh... I, like, open up one of those bowling ball carrying yeah, bags and yeah. fucking toss the bowling ball out. You're like, how long... Um, you oh, guys don't need mind more? me. Okay. Oh, your grandchildren are really sad, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. He has. I have the document here. He signed. It says this I can have it. This is a deboning knife. <laughs> Guess what I'm gonna do with it? 
Shing oh, is Grandpappy dead? Aww. Yeah, that's a bummer. He was my friend too, kid. <laughs> I did a podcast with him. I get his head. So <laughs> I get his fucking skull. Though many people think of Haiti or even New Orleans as voodoo's biggest stronghold, the religion actually originated in West Africa. Uh, so voodoo is the official religion of neighboring Benin, and it's still the largest religion in the area, which is super cool to me. That that is cool. Yeah. I just it's I, I feel like voodoo, at least in it's American cool culture, shit. it is cool, but it's not like a trick. In a world that's been oversaturated by, like, Christianity and, like, mm -hmm. you know, these big guys, the big players, the big right. three, Islam, uh, um, uh, Right. Oh, yeah. my God. It the Jewish faith. What is the word? Judaism? Judaism, yes. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> you got it. Completely spaced there. And Christianity... Um, it is cool to see that, like, the, there's this large region where, like, voodoo is the predominant Well, and religion. that is, I mean, because there is a huge difference between the voodoo oh, yeah. that most Americans mm -hmm. think yeah. of and, and, and traditional, Vodan, yeah, the, yeah. the traditional, yeah, religion practice. I don't know exactly how big the differences are, mm -hmm. but I do know that a lot of voodoo that we think of as, as, as Americans has been influenced, influenced by, heavily by, by, by Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... Although the market is owned and run by Beninese, the Ako de Sewa fetish market is a mecca to local practitioners and they travel there from all over the African continent. Many believers view the marché de fetishes as a kind of hospital or pharmacy. Um, it's mm. even the place you go when you either cannot afford traditional treatment or traditional treatment has failed you. So here you can find talismans and charms good for treating everything from the flu or infertility to removing the blackest of curses. In the practice of voodoo, every single creature is potent and divine, whether alive or dead. And in the Aka de Sewa fetish market, you'll find them all. Monkeys, alligators, goats, leopards, gazelles, and many, many more in various stages of decay and stacked up in macabre piles for blocks. Macabre. Macabre. The outdoor location doesn't quite suppress the stench, mm. but at least the huge market is in the open air. Can you imagine if it was indoors? Yeesh. Oh, dude, death has a smell like nothing else. Mm -hmm. It is jarring. It is a jarring place for most tourists who are not used to the idea of animal sacrifice. Um, mm. But it, it, as that is a little. I mean, as a, I do love. I love collecting bones. But, like, you know, most of the bones I have are all just found off of dead Exactly, in, right, yeah. In the forest and shit. It is... Oh, Pod Dog's back. Hey, there he is. Um, it's a little... I mean, yeah, I don't... I couldn't really watch a live... Um, sacrifice. Uh, I couldn't sacrifice do it. Sacrifice yeah, of an I, animal. I, maybe of a human. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Wow. Okay. I'm um, on the internet. I've seen some of those videos. What? They're not great. They're not good. I just say oh, I'm just moving them. on. Anyway, so... I think I could handle a human better than an animal. Jesus Christ. So, so for tourists, I keep you're getting investigated, man. I keep forgetting we're different people. I keep forgetting you don't think the exact same One time, I, I remember when, I don't know, somebody told me about, like, red rooms on the dark web, and I was, like, sick for a day. I was like, yeah, it's gross. I'm not saying that. I was that. really scared. Saying. I was scared. of. I didn't go on the internet for, like, a whole week. I was like, what if I accidentally end up on the dark web? Here's my thing. I... All right, listen, I've already walked myself into a corner that I'm just now realizing that it's no, there's no explanation I'm going to give that's going to be satisfying for what I'm about to say. But if you were like, 
you can watch a human get shot in the head oh, or boy. like a coyote get okay. beat it's to okay. death. Okay, it's okay. We can just. I'd rather watch the human get shot in the head than watch a coyote get beat to death. It's kind of commend. I. It's kind of like I could commend you for it because like it means that you're not okay with like animal cruelty. I'm certainly not. But anyway, so one quick fork <laughs> to the to a human is more is more appeasable to me than an animal. Oh no, yeah, beat sure. To death. Yes, of course. I think the comparison there should be though: Will you watch a human get beaten to death, or will you watch an animal get beaten to death? Both are bad, but I think that's yeah, a I'm more gonna, fair conspar- comparison. It anyway. certainly is. I'm anyway. gonna pass. <laughs> I'm gonna pass on that question. <laughs> it's a. Ju- it's a jarring place for tourists who are not used to the idea of animal sacrifice as a part of worship or using pieces of the dead as talismans, but for the locals who practice the religion, it's a treasure and it's a necessity. And um, for sketchy white tourists. Yeah. Um, it's great. I don't know that I would go there. Um, I'm, I have nothing, um, uh, you know, to, it's, a, it's a religion I and I respect it. our world tour, I don't have a choice. I think we're going to go there. I just, I already hate, like going to like open markets like a like a like a flea market like a mexican flea market that are open places and they have i mean a lot of them don't sell meats but sometimes they do and i'm like i don't know i don't like going to the butcher (laughs) and it's smelly and i'm like i gotta get out of here we have one on our main street and i went in there once butchers are great it's worse when you when you eat like giant huge uh chained farmed uh factory farms we and have meat, a um, we we make carnitas every once in a while, so we go get it from mm-hmm. our local um, like meat processors. This is the, this place where they and uh, sometimes yeah, I walk walker. like yeah, a yeah. slaughterhouse, and sometimes yeah. we walk. Uh, me and the pod dog Zuko will go for our walks on the backside of it because there's a trail on the backside. And there was one day where we were walking and we just heard them killing the pigs, mm. and uh, that's upsetting. But it was not fun. Listen, I mean, I don't really eat meat. Um, yeah. But if you do eat meat, I, like I meat. super eat encourage meat. everybody. Very good. No, yeah, it, eat I'll local, tell you this: when we when we farmed, went to that butcher, it was it was yeah. very delicious because it was it was All, locally. It's farmed. not even yeah. even less than taste. It's better for the environment. Oh yeah, it's better definitely. for the animal for you to eat meat that's locally sourced from around you than it is to mm-hmm. buy shit from a grocery store that's been factory farmed in Brazil where they're tearing down the rings for. I can't wait for us for to get. Ranching. I can't. I really can't wait for us to get a sponsorship from like those local. Um, Meat sources, and meat sourced we'll, guys or whatever. Oh, I was just going to say, like, moving on. And now a, time, a break for our ad, Tyson's. Tyson's <laughs> chicken, mostly disease-free. And that's not, that's not a lie. It, it no. is mostly disease-free. It is mostly disease-free. So, anyway, moving on. And this is kind of the touchy one. Um, our next... Oh, that's you doing touchy. Okay. I'm doing touchy. Yeah. No, not that kind of touchy. Uh, it's the... Akogi, Aokigata, or the Suicide Forest, in Mount Fuji, Japan. Um, the Aokigata Forest in Japan has the unfortunate distinction of being a destination for people who are contemplating suicide. Since the 1950s, recorded suicides in the forest have been rising at an increasing rate of between 10 and 30 per year. In 2003, a record number of 105 suicide victims were discovered here. Japanese spiritualists believe that the suicides committed in the forest have permeated in Aokigata's trees, generating paranormal activity and preventing many who enter from escaping the forest's depths. I had to burp, sorry. Um, And so, what do spiritualists have to say about Logan Paul? Oh, we'll get into that. 
Oh, really? Um, really? Okay. I don't know that they have to say anything, but we'll get into what I think of that. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm sure you're a fan. Yeah, he's, he's a really fun, cool creator. I love him. He's a great podcaster now. Um, com- complicating matters further is the common experience of compasses being rendered useless by the rich deposits of magnetic iron in the area's volcanic soil. So, uh, people, it, it's very easy, aside from the terrain, it is literally very easy to get lost here because there north are, north and south are useless. There are paths through it. There are, there are trails, but if well, you so were to I'm step just, off the trail and you're right, trying to find your way back, sense. it's pretty tough. So let me ask you this, because we were talking about this the other day <clears> or whatever, my friend group. Would you go visit this place? Yeah, that's the thing, right? I think it's it's genuinely a very beautiful, and that's the the trouble that, and I think we talk about. I I, I maybe had this later, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's the trouble with this place is that it yeah, is yeah. genuinely a very beautiful spot, and a lot of people who are like like nature fans of the area, right? Uh, it's very unfortunate to them that it's become associated with this because it is it was a very beautiful and spiritual location, and now right. it's got this sort of negative connotation. I don't know that that's one where I'm like, I'm not, if I'm going, it's a very solemn visit. It's not like a, wow, look, I'm taking pictures. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Auschwitz, right? Would I maybe like to visit it for the historical context? Yes. But it's not like a fun place to go see, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I would love to go visit. I would go visit it. It would be one that I'm very paranoid and spooked. I'm huge into nature and also into paranormal stuff. Yeah. So, um, and so I'm, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I fully agree with your assessment of, yeah, it's more like a, like Auschwitz where it's like, it's not like I'd be like going around like fucking LOL. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so, yeah, I would still enjoy visiting there very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And due to the vastness of the forest, desperate visitors are unlikely to encounter anyone once inside the so-called sea of trees. So the police have mounted signs reading, your life is a precious gift from your parents and please consult the police before you decide to die, which... That second one isn't it's, it's as good. Not, the first yeah. one's pretty powerful. The second one's like, wow, oh, okay. Yeah, right. On, okay, on, 911? Yeah, I'll be dying soon. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, click. I, yeah, I told yeah. him. So, and, and these are posted on the trees throughout the entire uh, area. This does not deter determined people from committing suicide in this dense forest, though. Each year, dozens of corpses are found by volunteers who clean the woods, but many are forever lost in the very what? thick woods. What person, what kind of person does it take to volunteer for that? I think, uh, that's the thing, is that you've got to be somebody that is, one, doesn't have a weak stomach, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, it must be yeah. like, for, I, I can only imagine it being like former paramedics, you know what I mean? Like, people who have mm. dealt with this before. But yeah, like, I, mean, I, I so, and I understand, you know, um, yeah, it must be like people who are like, well, I want to help these people get back or like right. these people I mean, deserve. I I'm sure it takes a very good person to do but, it. But I bet a lot of bad people might sneak in there as well. Well, I was just more, I'm sorry, I've got this fucking <laughs> You've got the sun in your living room. sun right here, but um, I just, that is, I, I, so I, I wouldn't we may do talk it. about this it's too. It's not something for me. No, God, no, I could never. But the, the the people who are committing suicide here, do you know what it is? I mean, how many of them are tourists who feel like they should kill themselves mm-hmm. in this forest versus, like, actual people who are using it as a place to seek solemn kind of, you know what I mean? I don't know because, and I think, I think I had this included later, they don't release the statistics for that. 
because、mm. they're trying to deter other people from doing it. So right, well, I don't so know. This is also, I, I from I what I, I understand though, it is local people because there, there's a belief that、mm. I can't remember the name of the book, but there was this really、uh, popular book published in the '50s that was like this sort of like. Romance mystery novel kind of thing where it ended tragically with what the main character committing suicide at this place, and that seems、right. to have sort of spurred this movement of like this is the place to go die at. Well, and there's also there's the there's the movie right the there forest. Was, there was the movie、have、the forest. I, yeah, I, it was it was yeah、Which、I watched that, that one. Was, that movie was what introduced this. I mean, I had heard I thought this, this is what brought what, it to me. Yeah, that movie. But that movie and. It does seem kind of irresponsible in hindsight. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It、yeah. got that 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 movie. Yeah, it got a lot of like it caught a lot of slack for that. Where、flag. it was like, yeah, it caught a lot of flack. Slack. Slack would be what they wanted. Is、mm-hmm. they them catching some slack? It caught a lot of flack for that. Um, for people、right. being like, hey, like this is a real thing. Yeah. People kill themselves in a lot. Yeah. Um. So. The、um, Japanese authorities that they, they, they discontinued publishing exact suicide numbers in order to、right. to avoid making the place even more popular.、Gotcha. Um, locals say that they can easily spot、uh, the three types of visitors to the forest:、uh, trekkers interested in scenic vistas of Mount Fuji, the、mm-hmm. curious hoping for a glimpse of the macabre, and、mm-hmm. those souls who don't plan on leaving. According to some、Jesus、reports.、Christ. Forest workers must carry the bodies from the forest to the local police station, where they are put in a special room used specifically to house suicide corpses.、Uh, some believe that if the corpse is left alone, it is very bad luck for the yurie, or ghost, of the suicide victims.、Uh, their spirits are said to scream throughout the night, and that their bodies will move on, on their own. In January of 2018, the forest gained. International attention after YouTube jackass and half of the Dumb and Dumber brother duo、uh, Logan Paul filmed and uploaded a video featuring a suicide victim while joking and just being a general piece of shit he, like, in front of the body. Had it's the it's fucking... he's he's a fucking, but it's okay because he posted a video and he cried and he was like I'm sorry. Anyway, I that video. He's a piece of、so、shit.、Uh, the, those two, those two, I mean, those two don't care about anything except like themselves and and benefiting them. And I know that he's like tried to turn a new leaf now because now he's a serious. He's doing podcasts and he's boxing. He was not I mean, sorry about. I watched that apology suppose, video and he seemed more sorry that he got caught than that he genuinely. I suppose. There's a time for a facade drop of a sort where we, you know, I mean, we joke about it. I, I we just did the whole bit about what I'd rather see, but yeah, like, yeah. I, if you see, you see a dead Dude, body. I mean, you've seen videos of people dying、yes. on the internet. Your stomach immediately fucking drops. You're one of the、prepared. most horrifying memories I have is we were driving to my grandparents,、uh-huh. uh, my dad's parents. In Mexico, to Mascota,、mm-hmm. it's a village in the mountains. We lived in Puerto Vallarta on the coast, so we had to go through the mountains. And it, the roads are really dangerous; they're not all paved and stuff like that. And so we were we were t- taking we were driving there, my mom and I, and my uncles, my my mom's brothers, and there had just been a rock slide,、mm-hmm. and it landed on this family's car that was driving by. And、mm-hmm. I caught a glimpse of a, a dead body, and it was horrifying, and like it was scary, and, and it's, it's. I mean, because it's it's the most basic, basic scientific human instinct of you see a dead body, your brain says "fuck that, get away," 
because it's trying, you know, yeah. you're trying to keep Look, him alive. If it sees a dead body, it thinks there's danger around because something mm-hmm. killed that human. You need to go. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Just from a survival standpoint. So in order for this guy to fucking ignore that, you know what I mean? For yeah. him to think, see yeah. all this and think what he posting that was a good idea is tragically fucking stupid. It's it's, it's stupid because, you know, the, there might be those who are like, well, you, what would you do in that? And it's like, yeah, well, I guess I don't know unless I was put in that situation. But there's multiple levels that he had to go through. One, being there and then deciding to act that way. Okay, maybe he did that because he was he didn't know how to act. But then from no, there, could, he reviewed yeah. his footage mm-hmm. and then edited, edited the video and then yeah. decided to then still upload it with that in it. I mean, as podcasters, <sighs> if we were doing a podcast in this forest and found a dead body, I'm, we'd stop. Yeah, we'd stop. I'm not going to continue to record. I, uh, you know, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, then those guys suck anyway. I but mean, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and another thing that that I that I read about on this on one of the the sources is that um, the police t- try to tell people is that it's not even a a picture. It's not a, a beautiful place to go die because a lot of the bodies that they find are in extreme uh, states of decay because they've been picked at by scavenger animals and they've decomposed heavily. So he, you know. I think that there's that sort of mentality among people who go there that it's like, well, I'll be, I'll be left alone, I'll be undisturbed. But like the people who have to find the bodies are like, no, like they're horrific when we find them, and it's, and it's, it is such a sh- like when we move them, it's, it's horrible, and we have to like do it carefully so they don't fall apart, basically. And it's, if you do visit though, of course, be respectful. If you do come mm-hmm. across, I mean, we shouldn't even have to say this, right? right. But apparently, you, you, you might. Uh, if, if you come across any victims of suicide, contact the local authorities so they can appropriately handle the situation. Um, it's a somber place, uh, one where the gravity of the circumstances should not be taken lightly. We've talked about, like, it, this is a place that I, I would maybe visit um, because, right. you know, I, I'm very intrigued by J- Japanese culture and stuff like that. And it seems like a very beautiful place. Um, but, yeah, it's one that if I'm there, I don't think I'm going to be I would already be scared because of the circumstances, but it's not one that I'm going to be joke. I don't know, taking lightly. I think it would be a. I think it would be a very interesting place to visit, and I think it would be spiritual in a way. I, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not even. Not that I'm a follower of any of the specific religions or mm-hmm. anything, but I think there is a real in touchness when you're in a place that's so famous for death of being able to to be there and kind of look at yourself introspectively. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like part of like. Why you know I want to go visit the Velisca X murder house not just because it's like the murders but it's also I, that feeling that you get of being like something tragic happened here you know what mm-hmm. I mean I don't know and yeah I mean honestly we're not the best people for it. you know it's too it's kind of shitty yeah you know what I mean yeah but there's a certain level I, I don't know I guess there's not I made a lot of fun of them so maybe I'm just as big a piece of shit as them you know what I mean <laughs> no I, I don't is, think we're as bad as them. No, probably not. Yeah, I mean, I guess the main difference is I'm not finding recently deceased people and putting their video, uh, their faces on things. But yeah, I know, think I, I think the Paul brothers murky, are. I, yeah, I mean, obviously they're assholes, but like, yeah, I don't know. They might be the ones where I wouldn't flip flop for them if they gave us money. Maybe I would. Really? Maybe I would be best I mean, friends with Logan Paul. I don't know. Money's kind of good, so well, that's a whole different discussion. Um, the, our next one is, I know that the, you, we've had a conversation about this one, uh, mm, yes. off air, the Paris catacombs of Paris, France. 
um, in the late eighteenth century. Yeah, the Paris catacombs of the Paris, Paris France, France yeah. as opposed to the yeah, the, uh, as opposed to the Paris catacombs of Las Vegas, Nevada. The Hamburg yeah. catacombs of Paris, <laughs> Paris France. France. In the late 18th century, when major public health problems tied to the city's cemeteries led to a decision to transfer their contents to an underground site, Paris authorities chose an easily accessible site that was, at the time, located outside the capital, the former Tomb Isaurier quarries under the plain of Montreux. Um, I actually listened to a podcast about this back in the day, and apparently mm-hmm. it got the, the cemeteries were so badly overfilled because of the plague, that um, when it would rain, because a lot of the bodies weren't buried all the way in, right. when it would rain, they would rise to the top and they would slide out. So that's when they Gross. were like, "We should do something. We've got to. We've got to figure out a thing to do." I've got an idea. Uh, yeah. Oh what yeah. Did we make? Uh, yes, Monsieur Schreder. Yes. Yes. Hey. Uh, hey. What if we make a make a like mm-hmm. a big old house mm-hmm. of bones. Mm-hmm. Like a big what? house. It's got like a roof made of bones mm-hmm. and like a floor made of bones and like mm-hmm. walls are made of bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have bone uh, bowls, bones, bone spoons. Bonjour. Ha. <laughs> You're French. You get I'm it. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess I just don't see the practicalness of, uh, of doing that. It's what if we just put them in like a than... labyrinth underground? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. You're going to fucking sit here and t- talk to me about the practicality of the impracticality of making a house of bones, but you've just pitched making a bone maze? Yeah, well, Because first got off, I fucking love it. <laughs> bone maze, I'm in. It seems like it's not more or less <laughs> practical than a house of bones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say. But honestly, bone maze, yes. Mm, okay. We. Oui, I'm oui. not. This is yeah. French. Okay. Do you want to oui. get started on Make that? Make a bone maze. Yeah, let's do it. Bone maze. Bone maze. Bone 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 mazing. Bo- mm, yeah. We we're good us two. You we, and I are going to get along yeah. famously. Oh, sorry. I should introduce myself. I'm Monsieur Valle. I don't. That sounds Spanish. It's weird that you're French. I guess Valle? you're sounds German. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I like make this I, bone. <laughs> I like I like the idea of our ancestors just doing this throughout history. Together. Uh, we, we've yes, yeah. we've gone we've got it, like a tied we've, history, yeah. Every life we've been destined to meet up and and make a thing out make of bones. Make a thing out of bones. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> So the first evacuations were made from 1785 to 1787 and concerned the largest cemetery in Paris, the Saints Innocent Cemetery. The site was consecrated as the Paris Municipal Ossuary on April 7th, 1786, and from that time forward took on the mythical name of catacombs, in reference to the Roman catacombs which had fascinated the public since their discovery. Starting in 1809, the catacombs were opened to the public by appointment. Today, <laughs> I like that. I know by appointment means like you... I don't know, like you schedule a tour, basically, but like the idea of being like, I've got to go, I've got an appointment at the catacombs today. I've got to see my doctor in a room full of bones. He's got to do a rectal exam on me. Actually, honestly, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, 
So what's happening is the the cartilage between your actually hold on let me I can hold on yeah just <laughs> these are your so <laughs> you'll see the cartilage is gone uh -huh. so yeah oh bone, they're doing right okay your bones yeah. are clicking together that's actually making that's what that's why you're having you shoulder know, pain I have to say Doc when I first came I was a little skeptical mm -hmm. about your offices being in the catacombs but like sure. I feel like this is very practical for you mm -hmm. yeah. yeah no it is it's yeah. it's very practical I, I don't mean, know about the is. chair made out of bones I don't know if hmm? you needed oh. that. I honestly, I we're very deep in the catacombs. I'd have to carry a chair all the way in, so I just made one out of bones. That's true, I guess. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, guy, it's it's hell on the lower back. I, yeah. It's not good lumbar support. No, because yeah. of the it's bones. Because it's bones. It's bones. Yeah. So anyway, let me write you a prescription <laughs> for. This is I, I don't have a pen. This is I'm just rubbing a bone on another bone. <laughs> so, I'm not a doctor. I'm a bone what? man. <laughs> So, today, a little more than a mile of the catacombs is open for visitors to explore. The public entrance is located in Paris's 14th arrondissement at 1 Avenue du Colonel Henri Rotangai. That wow. got less and less French. It did. It did. At the end, I didn't recognize it. It takes <laughs> about 45 minutes to walk through. Uh, guides are available, but not required. And visitors can also purchase audio guides for three euros, which is about four dollars. The tunnels extend many more miles under the city, but it's actually illegal to visit most areas. As visitors pass into the ossuary, they walk under a doorway with a haunting inscription above. Um, I'm gonna do my best here. Auritz sest ichi le le de la mort or morte? I don't know. It just says, stop. Stop. In the name of love. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. It's kind of yeah. weird that they wrote it's that. weird. Yeah. Haunting. Uh, it says. Hauntingly beautiful. <laughs> it says, stop. This is the empire of death. Which is very fun, actually. That's very fun. I really, really like that, actually. Empire of death is really good. Yeah. Inside the ossuary, bones are grouped by the cemeteries that they came from. Which I actually didn't know that. That's really interesting. I just thought yeah. they kind of were like, fuck it, bones everywhere. But, you think um, they have gangs of bones? Yeah, almost certainly, yeah. Uh, some are neatly stacked along the corridors. Others arranged in patterns, creating crosses and other images. Visitors can also see sculptures. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, some are neatly stacked. Some are just thrown in fucking bone piles. <laughs> like, someone's just like, emptying out a yeah. fucking bucket of bones and just into a, into a fucking shitty pile. <laughs> Visitors can also see sculptures in Portmon... Uh, a corridor created by a quarryman and veteran of Louis the Fifteenth's uh, army. Years before the bodies moved in, the main sculpture uh, is a model of the fortress of Port uh, Mayon, Mon, a large okay, island so it's town. Like a model. Yeah, it's like a model of this island made of bones. Made out of... Okay, yeah. right. A large <laughs> island like, town, yeah. I don't even know why I had to ask. For a second there, I was like, is it made of bones? I'm like, assuming yeah, of it is. It, it, it doesn't bones. say, but uh, yeah. A large island town where the creator, uh, the cure, the cure, oh, yeah, okay, there. I think that must mean, like, the creator in French. Right, yeah. Is believed to have been or held... the curator. Or the curator, yeah. Is believed to have been held prisoner by the English during the Seven Years' War. Uh, there are countless tales of spooky shenanigans happening in the catacombs, from spirits to disembodied voices to people getting horrifically lost. Um, I think the—I'll have to link it in the show notes, but the the one that I listened to 
was it was called the Paris Catacombs. It was uh, it was an episode of Haunted Places, which is this podcast by Podcast, and they talked about like the stories of people getting lost, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Like I was would be miles above ground, lost. and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm choking." Yeah, it would be really scary to get lost in the catacombs. So one story goes like this: uh, in the early 1990s, a group of cataphiles, which is what. People who study name to call yourself though. Yeah, it's people who study and explore the Paris catacombs regularly. They're called cataphiles. Um, It sounds like people who fuck cats. It sounds like people who fuck cats. I'm gonna be honest. It sounds like people who fuck cats. So they were walking through the dark chambers of the cemetery, and they happened upon a video camera on the ground. To their surprise, the camera had footage on it. As the group watched the footage, they heard disturbing noises and it became apparent that the man holding the video camera was lost and had no idea how to escape. In the video, the audience can clearly draw the conclusion that the man is going mad inside of the underground network of tunnels. The video ends abruptly with the man dropping his camera on the ground, and to this day, no one knows who this man was or if he came out alive. Many believe that the movie As Above, So Below was inspired by this tragedy. I think we've talked about this specific incident on the I podcast think so. is before. It, is, it, is it real then? Is it I think it is because I swear I've seen this video. Um, well, I thought I had too, but I didn't know if it was just kind of like, well, like a prank. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing is whether or not it's real is a question, but it, it was certainly right. really found. That's fucking scary. Um, have you seen As Above, So Below? I have. I really liked it. I really like it, too. And that's part of what makes me so scared of the catacombs is everything that mm-hmm. happens in there. Um, I, I watched it and I had a nightmare about the... Uh, I think it's... Because that's an allegory for Dante's Inferno. And I think mm-hmm. it's death or the devil that they see sitting on the chair. And yeah, just the know. hooded figure. It was figure. a fucking trip at the end uh, of it, though. Yeah. Although um, it got weird because like, I fucking still crack up. At, like, they just start sprinting through, like, the zombies. And, like, yeah. one of them gets near him and he just cracks it with the fucking yeah. camera. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could just punch the ghost in the face then. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, but it's it's scary. The idea that that only a mile, less than a mile of it is open. Like, a 45-minute walk worth of like it is the, open. Like, you have to think about, like, the entire vastness of this exactly. stone tunnel. And, yes. And I read another story about one of the guy. this guy who got lost, he was, he worked in this hospital, and they sent him, this was in, like, the 1700s or 1800s. They mm-hmm. sent him down to, no, 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 sorry, French Revolution, so 1700s. Mm-hmm. They sent him down to get wine from the cellar, but because, you know, the, the, the network of the catacombs runs underneath France, it must have that cellar must have been connected to the connected. catacombbs. Right. So he took a wrong turn. He ended up in the catacombs. He's got his his his, his uh, wax candle, and um, he his wax candle burns out, and he ends up getting lost. And he's in the fucking dark. And he was already drunk to begin with, so he dies. They don't find his body until eleven years later. And he was like, I think he was pretty close to getting back. Um, but now he's buried in the exact spot where they in the catacombs in the exact spot where they found him with a little plaque that says like we've this man was hey, found here. Hey, we what? found. We oh, found I, him on oh my s- god! Oh. I, <laughs> no, sorry, I was doing a bit. <laughs> I was like, what? Because you were like, hey, hey, you got a ghost behind you. Um, hey, um, Monsieur Schrader, you know the the guy who got shit faced and got lost down here. We found him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's. He's here. Oh, he's he's dead, huh? Well, it's been eleven years. 
So yes. No, no chance he survived by eating rats because he loved eating rats. <laughs> I, uh, actually, he didn't love eating no, rats. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm Monsieur Valle. I'm like his fact. best friend. I've, I've, I, I know the guy. All right, he ate rats. The... He ate rats. <laughs> okay, but continue. Hey, fuck you, fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a good way to end that bit anyway. So. <laughs> so, and well, anyway, so as we had talked about already on the show, there was the discovery of a full theater, right? Uh, yes. So I actually found the story. Um, so what happened was in 2004, a group of police officers began exploring part of the Paris catacombs, restricted from pu- from public access, and they began to uncover a lot of strange shit. First, they found a PA system with pre-recorded guard dog barking noises playing. Then, they found a 3,000 square foot, uh, uh, 3,000 square feet of galleries wired for phones uh, using pirated electricity. The officers then found a bar, a living area, a workshop, a lounge, and even a cinema with room to seat 20 people. The cinema seats had been carved into the stones of the catacombs, and the creepiest part was they saw cameras on the ceiling recording them. The police squad went back to the area a few days later with a larger team to further investigate, and everything they had discovered, from the phone lines to the Paris catacomb cinema, had just completely vanished. It was all cleaned out, and the only thing they found was a note that read, No chérez plus, meaning don't search. Like, don't look for us. It's fucking crazy. Fuck, that's that's, so that's, that's crazy. what scares what me about the... Par- this was 2004. That's what, yeah, that's what scares me about the catacombs is that there's... there's there ha- That's what scares me about, like, As Above, So Below as well is that there's sort of, like, this culture of, of people who just, like, live down there and there's, like, shady shit happening down there and seedy shit... Like that's what scares me. There's like there's an underground network of people down there. I'm like, ooh, spooky yeah, shit. I'd love to be a part of it. <laughs> I'd love to be invited to the catacomb parties. I just I can only imagine exploring down there and just like stumbling upon like a weird like French coke party and just being like, oh, uh, uh, bonjour. bonjour. And they're like, mm-hmm. bonjour, c'est la vie. Oh. <laughs> And then you do coke in the, in the, in the catacombs. Sounds great, yeah. Anyway. Hey, guys, what if we leave a note that says don't search? Be, like, really creepy about it. We. Sure. We, 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 yeah. We. Um, I don't know <laughs> that I... guys how you guys' word for yes sounds like piss in my language. <laughs> and then that's when <laughs> they beat kidding. you up. <laughs> oh, oh, I, um, I, don't know, I don't know if I would visit them. Like, it's oh, interesting. Fucking, yeah. but I would in a heartbeat. I know you would. I'm scared of underground as it is. Watch your toad. You talk to me. I know you would. Whatever. You fucking rat eater. Anyway. Our our next. Our next. What'd you say? I don't eat meat. Mm. Um, Our next. uh, Sorry, I was reading a text. No, you don't eat meat. You eat vegan rats. Our Next. next one. Is Holy Land, USA, in Waterbury, Connecticut, USA. In the early 1950s, John Baptist Greco, a staunch Roman Catholic, had a vision of a roadside theme park devoted to God. Like, he literally had oh. a vision. Like, he didn't. I thought it was going to be he had a vision for car insurance where you could get 
car insurance for 15 and 15 minutes or, or less. Because <laughs> Greco, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, he didn't like. He didn't have uh, a vision like Walt Disney had a vision. He literally says he had a vision from God that he had to, to build a miniature Bethlehem, basically. So by the end of the decade, he did exactly that. I can only. I just imagine the first news he report thing that he did for this that it was like the Mr. Krabs interview of like what made you decide to do this and he's like money yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so by the 19 19- I had a vision from God I mean uh, God said I had to by the 1960s the park was visited by 50,000 people a year God fucking Jesus god damn it fuck exactly god, Jesus god so damn it dumb what the fuck he made a tiny Bethlehem and people were just like I'm oh, gonna get me some of that. See that it's holy. Yeah, it's a holy land. We have to check it out. So one could come and see a recreation of the Garden of Eden, biblical-themed dioramas, and various tributes to the life and work of Jesus Christ. The park was perhaps best known for its Hollywood-style sign reading "Holy Land, USA," and it's 56. Is it impressive? Because the picture I'm seeing looks no. fucking. No, du- it doesn't look. Impressive it doesn't look at impressive. All. Um, it's 56-foot steel cross that can be seen for miles, especially when lit up at, la- at night. It is said that there's a town joke that the citizens grow up thinking Jesus was electrocuted on the cross. Uh, uh, <laughs> in 1980... Nice. <laughs> a good one. Hey, man, it's Connecticut. They've got, they don't have much else going on, all right? In 1984, the park was closed for renovation, uh, and Greco had hopes of expanding the site to attract more visitors. However, this was never achieved as he died in 1986. Responsibility for the park passed to a group of nuns, and for a while they tried to keep the park clean and neat looking but never open to the public. Regardless of their efforts, the park became seedy and vandalized after Greco's death. To this day, the nuns still own the property, however. It is the local teenagers and foragers who have made their mark. Statues have been beheaded, dioramas cool. have been destroyed, and cool. tunnels have been blocked. Well, I like tunnels. Yeah. I'm, occasionally, not, I'm not behind blocking tunnels. Occasionally, tourists still stop to look and even explore, but they make sure they're gone before dark. While much mm. of the park remains, in recent years, it has become dangerous and was the site of a murder of a young woman in 2010 named Chloe Ottman, who was raped and strangled by 19-year-old Francisco Cruz, and apparently her body was left at the foot of that giant cross. Uh, So that's not fun. Uh, Holy Land is far from being the safe haven of replica spirituality that it once was. The property was purchased a few years back, the nuns moved elsewhere, and no trespassing signs are posted everywhere. The best bet? Stay away. There's not enough left to justify the trip to get there, and the neighborhood is questionable even by Waterbury standards. But in 2018, Mason, Mayor Neil M. O'Leary began efforts to clean up and revitalize the park, and it seems as of 2020, it is now once open again. I don't know if it looks any better, though. Um, Jesus Land is open for business, huh? Yeah. Uh, Hopefully no more murders there. Um, Just the two. Yeah. The one and then the crucifixion. Yeah. The little crucifixion. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see any pictures of it being renovated. I know that all, all they did so far was renovate the cross. They put a new one. Mm. Uh, but think, I, but I, it seems like the rest of the park is still shitty. Do you think their corn dogs come on little crosses? Like instead of regular sticks, hey, and man, they come on crosses? I kind of would fuck with that if, if, if it's like it's corn two. dog, corn dog, corn dog, corn dog. 
You know what I mean? That's a good. I mean, although yeah. it's just a ripoff if it's anything else. But honestly, yeah, if you're just giving me good, like that's the a good stick, point. the stick at the bottom, I don't There's give a fuck about that. Through, yeah, two if, two corn dogs. Put, yeah. All right, I'm gonna be honest. I, I was making fun of it at the beginning, but that's actually I would because you could then you have like three nubs. Yeah. Oh, I kind of want a corn dog now. <laughs> I do too. It wouldn't even be that hard because you just be like with the hot dog. No, you just do two. You just do yeah, just like normal. Yeah. Anyway, we should get on this. Um, God damn it. We have to move, we have to move out. We, we have to start our own rural, uh, Christianity themed restaurant. We do. What do we call it? With hot dogs or corn dogs and we call it God damn. Else. That's good. I don't know. Something like that. I was going to say God dog. God dog. It's a God dog. Dog. Corn dog. Yeah. It's a God dog. God dog. God dog. Anyway. Our next place is Pripyat, Ukraine. When one thinks of Chernobyl, a vacation spot is certainly not the first thing that comes to mind. However, more than three decades after the terrible, terrible reactor meltdown, tours of the contaminated towns surrounding the infamous reactor are gaining in popularity. On April 26, 1986, during a test to see how much power was needed to keep the number four reactor operating in the event of a blackout, the number four reactor of Chernobyl nuclear station exploded, causing fire, which led in next days to huge damage of the building, releasing extremely dangerous amounts of radioactive chemicals into the air, which over time contaminated millions of square miles in dozens of European nations. Uh, the IAEA estimates that approximately 30 people were killed by the explosion and related radiation exposure with several thousand additional deaths due to higher cancer incidents possible over the long term. This whole disaster is incredibly fascinating um, from the what led to it, from how the Soviet Union handled it, which Honestly, was the, covering uh, it up. The miniseries um, on HBO, Chernobyl. Yeah, um, yeah. Legitimately really good watch, and, and, mm -hmm. and it'll teach you about it. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll teach yeah. you. It'll teach you. It's the teachiest. So the town closest to the number four reactor was uh, uh, Pripyat. Uh, a Pripyat. city of 49,000 founded in 1970 to house workers from Chernobyl. It had 15 primary schools, a large hospital complex, 25 stores, 10 gyms, along with parks, cinemas, factories, pools, a, a pool, amusement park, and other marks of a thriving community. Due to the people who lived there, it was one of the most beautiful and luxurious cities in the Soviet Union. Only about three kilometers from the explosion, the entire city was forced to completely evacuate on April 27 in just three hours. Over three decades later, this ghost town is a freeze frame of the Soviet Union in 1986. Communist propaganda still hangs on the walls. Personal belongings litter the streets and abandoned buildings. The hammer and sickle decorate lamp, lamp post, awaiting May Day celebrations that never took place. Toys are strewn about a schoolhouse where they were last dropped by children who are now fully grown. All clocks hopefully. are frozen. Yeah, hopefully. All clocks are frozen at 11.55, the moment the electricity was cut. Other than the crumbling buildings, safety is not a major concern. Uh, it takes between 300 and 500 uh, uh, rotogens per hour of radiation to deliver a lethal dose. Uh, and levels on the tour range from 15 to several hundred micro rotogens per hour. 
I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I yeah. So it, it, Jesus. I was under the impression that it was a lot more dangerous to go there, but apparently, because well, most most of it only lasts, most tours only last an hour. You can only be there for a certain amount mm-hmm. of time, and then they right. do they do a radiation uh, uh, screening at the end of it and at mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, so, but it's not as dangerous as I was as I had the impression that it was. Um, yeah. If you you're going the for the one time, it's dangerous well, for prolonged exposure. Have you seen the you, the guy on YouTube that explores yeah. shit like this? And yeah. He meets the guy. That's fucking. I nuts, think so. Right? Yeah, we talked Where about this one. Yeah, the family. The family. Yeah. 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 It's fucking. That shit's bad. It's batty, weird. Man. But it's a really neat yeah. place. It's yeah. Really neat. I, yeah. I want to go. I would love to go on a tour of it. Already, after only three decades of abandonment, uh, Pripyat is beginning to be swallowed by the surrounding forest. Someday soon, it will no doubt be completely overgrown. Uh, And despite urban legends and films like the Chernobyl Diaries, which we talked about, like the forest being Mm -hmm. harmful... Uh, well, that and like mutant this... animals running all over the place. No, but you know how we talked about the movie everything. The Forest being harmful for oh, like the suicide forest. Yes. Chernobyl Diaries was one of those. Uh, it was a, like it was like a uh, two thousand, I don't know, or like early two thousand tens. It was a horror movie, and it was like everyone that survived Chernobyl is mutants, and they're trying mm-hmm. to kill you. And it was like yeah. it, it's one of those where it's like, hey man, this is a real thing. People still live there. Maybe don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it seem like everybody there is. Well, that's the thing. Is like the people um, who stayed behind. Mutant. Yeah. The people who stayed behind. They're not all deadly mutants, and some of them did suffer mutations and deformities. But that doesn't mm-hmm. make them any different than you know you or I. Like we we, right. we talked about. Like I would tell people maybe go listen to our No Face Charlie episode where that's a very similar thing of somebody who was born deformed or became deformed through an accident, and then he was like the boogeyman, but he was actually a really chill dude. So. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but but like Mason said, the animal population has actually soared in the absence mm-hmm. of humans. Uh, well, that so was one of elk, the theories. The other thing too is that they were mutant animals running around like yeah, mutant crazy bears. It, yeah, it there. seems like That's from what I read, it really seems like they really the, the animals haven't been that affected by radiation aside well, from just them being a little bigger and their population increasing more. Well, but, and I think a part of it, well, part of it too, is also when all humans leave, animal populations are going to grow. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's a thing. But it's also, um, I think a lot of them that were affected died. Yeah. So the ones that, you know, there's no, like, there's no, these, there's not, like, they didn't evacuate, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they either died or they weren't a part, really a bit, uh, they, they didn't get exposed but enough to have to deal with it. it it's, really. it's good for the animals because at the time when, uh, before the accident Excuse me. Uh, the animal populations had all nearly been wiped out. Um, right. And now mm-hmm. the boars, elk, moose, deer, they're all back as well as, dangerously, wolves and lynxes. So uh, nice. if you go visit, you got to watch out for them. Cause they, still they, cool they as shit. It's still though. cool, though. Honestly, every once in a while. We I'd visit it, but I would, I'd be scared of the radiation. But I would maybe visit it. Whatever, I'm going to die anyway. What does it matter? I mean, honestly, like I said, again, yeah, every once in a while, maybe we give a t- we give a city back to the, to the animals, right? Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys watch Godzilla King of Monsters? Yeah. At the end yeah, of that so movie, at the end of the movie, the radiation made the cities all green and beautiful. So. Oh, right. And the animals maybe were like, Maybe we can hey. give them, like, Cincinnati or Detroit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They can take Des Moines, I guess. I don't care. They can take Oskaloosa. Yeah, sure. I feel like they deserve more is my thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they can have Oskaloosa. I don't care. Uh, Utah. They can have Provo. I'm okay with them having Provo, Utah. 
It's what about maybe just just BYU a, kids? So maybe give them a whole state. They can like have Iowa. Uh, they can have uh, Iowa yeah, or Utah. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um, our next place is the Capuchin Catacombs of Palermo, Italy. In Sicily, where the relationship between the living and the dead has always been strong, the city of Palermo hosts one of the world's most bizarre and morbid tourist attractions. Um, I do want to point out, I've been listening to um, our, what I can only describe as our biggest influence in podcasting, our last podcast on the left. Yeah. They just did a, a whole thing on the, the Black Death, the plague. Yeah. And they said they, they talked about how that changed the entire relationship that a lot of Europe had with death because mm-hmm. they were suddenly exposed to it every day so mm-hmm. openly. You know what I mean? That they had to kind of adapt and become a lot more comfortable with it. And that still carries over today, which I think yeah. is like real interesting. Yeah. How that it works, is. It is. Anyway. Um, through the doors of the Capuchin Monastery, which looks like any other building from the outside, like most fucking buildings do. It's not like they're putting up a fucking sign that's like, dead people in here. Maybe they are, actually. I don't know. Um, visitors can descend into the large capuchin catacombs. Capuchin pinned, is a fun word. Yes. Pinned to the walls, sitting on benches and shelves, and tucked away in open coffins are nearly 8,000 corpses, each one dressed in their Sunday best. In most of Western culture, the long dead, which is, again, that's that interesting thing, right? Because I think Europe has a much more okay relationship with death than mm-hmm. Puritan America. We're sure. like, yeah. See, this is where we have to walk a, a narrow line now because we gave Logan Paul all that shit for throw, showing yeah. the corpse, so now we can't be like, this is super cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there's definitely but there's, a difference between looking at between yes. bodies that died in the 1800s. But also bodies that died in the 1800s, and then they were, they, they were placed at that time in the specific way to be viewed yes. by people. And a person whose family may not even know where they exactly. are finding out from a fucktard's YouTube video. Yep. Exactly. So I just wanted to draw that distinction yeah, yeah. before we go on, because honestly, this is very cool. It's very yeah. neat because it's different. So, you know, normally in the West, they're, they're hidden, they're kept out of sight. But here uh, is one of the exceptions because nothing stands between the living and the dead, except maybe a rope with a sign asking visitors to be respectful. The ill-lit, musty catacombs have been separated into a few corridors, each one hosting a specific type of person. There is a room for religious figures, mainly those affiliated with a monastery, for professionals such as doctors, and a room for women, virgins, and infants. I know where Jose is buried. I'm with the with the respected professionals, the doctors, and the uh, the, it's the oldest corpse in the macabre collection is that of Silvestro da Gubbio, a friar who died in 1599. It is believed. He's so, made French fries his whole life. life and you got and you got to be buried there. That's kind of lame. But okay. Yeah, right. So it is believed that the particularly dry atmosphere allowed for the natural mummification of the bodies. Initially, priests would lay the dead on the shelves and allow them to drip until they were completely depleted of bodily fluids. Did you hear that gross. part? It's gross. They just they dehydrated them. Yeah. Well, and I I read that it was like they buried this guy Silvestro in there and then they went down to check on something and then they just saw that he was mummified and they were like, oh, we should just do that. We should just put people here. Silvestro, you're looking dry, baby. (laughs) And so (laughs) a full year later, the dried out corpse would be rinsed with vinegar before being redressed in their best attire and sent to their proper room to stand for eternity. One of the most recent to be buried was, uh, was, or most recent to be interred, 
was Rosalia Lombardo, only two years old when she was embalmed in 1920. The embalming procedure has kept Rosalia looking so well-preserved that she has been dubbed Sleeping Beauty. Don't know about that one. Uh, The embalming procedure, which was lost for decades, consists of formalin to kill bacteria, alcohol to dry the body, glycerin to keep her from overdrying, salicylic acid to kill fungi, and most importantly, and the most important ingredient, zinc salts to give the body rigidity. I would like to be buried here. Well, buried. Hmm. I'd like to be displayed there. Yeah. There's an know. amazing song by the Cramps called, um, I think it's Rock and Roll Bones, and it's all talks about like when I die, put, like take my bones, put it on a, put it on like a, 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 a mount them with a guitar, yeah. and I just like that would be cool too, is if you if you took my bones and, and like that one guy me. that made the guitar out of his uncle's bones or whatever. Yeah, but I'm saying like put mine on like a, on a piece of wood, like maybe doing like the break dancers pose mm. where I'm like laying with like my arm and my leg up. We'll have then, it at the Captain's then, Log Museum. Yeah, or just on your mantle. <laughs> but you're gonna have to deal with it. Someone's you're small enough. You're small enough. You'd fit on my mantle. <laughs> I'm adorable. I can. I'm pocket sized. I was thinking that, or I'm gonna make all. I'm gonna make it. Have someone make my bones into jewelry and send it to all of my friends and loved ones. And you'll have to deal with that. You'll have to have. Here's a, the thing. A jewelry of my bone. Yeah. I might wear a ring made out of your bones. I might do that. I love rings. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you get a pick. So, I think I get a pick. Oh, please make it a ring. <laughs> It'll be cool. I'll be like, this is my mason ring. <laughs> Fine, but it's my butthole. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. What the fuck. Yeah, just my finger up your butthole. It's fine. So, <laughs> the ne- the next place, the next and final place, is Dargavs, or the city of the dead, located in Russia. Reaching this mystifying destination requires a three-hour drive taking you down a dangerous and hidden road befitting a journey to the City of the Dead. The village of Dargavs, or the City of the Dead, has an ancient cemetery where people that lived in the valley buried their loved ones along with their clothes and belongings. The valley stretches for 17 kilometers, and the cemetery contains almost 100 ancient stone crypts. It is a very mysterious place with a lot of myths and legends. It was once believed that if anyone tried to get to the city, they would never emerge alive. Locals have it uh, that in the 18th century, a plague swept through Osatia. The clans built quarantine houses for sick family members who were provided with food, but not the freedom to move about until death claimed their lives. People who did not have any remaining family members to bury them would just wait in the massive cemetery until their deaths. Jesus. (laughs) It was a very slow and painful way to go, and the city of death, uh, and in the city of death, they stay. Hey, hey, Igor. Yes? You kind of hanging out? Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I've been feeling real shitty lately, so I think I'll just, Mm. uh, sit here. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I rolled uh, my ankle in the field, so. Oh. Yep. I've had the shits for three days, so I think I'm going oh. to die. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, shit, I'm but, already uh, 28, so. Yeah, I was going I mean, to say, know, we are it, pushing it already. I mean, you yeah, should have been I mean, dead like really, five years ago. Well, no sh- I mean, no shit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a bummer. Like, that I'm 22, like, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, when am oh. I going to get out of here? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know, right? That's tough. Sheesh. I mean, yeah, I mean, knocking single, on death's right? door. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So, like, What's the point, even, right? I mean, not really yeah. nothing. 
Yeah. I mean, we so. didn't we didn't make any babies. My parents uh, are dead. Parents they lived long li- lives though, like like I mean, twenty yeah. twenty nine. You I know, think. you know. I actually heard that my great grandfather lived to thirty. Shut the fuck up! Get out of here! Uh, it's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's bullshit. That's not. Isn't true. it nuts? I just kind of wish. I do kind of wish we had a family so we could have had like one of these little houses with food in it. Yeah, that would have been nice. I'm using a person as a bench right now. Ooh, that's uh, it's gross. That's not that's not good. No. No. Yeah. No, no. So I was kind of thinking, and listen, this may be way out of line, but, yeah. um, you know, we never met anybody. You want to suck each other's dick until we die? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. Get the <laughs> <laughs> so it attracts tourists from nearby as well as all over the world. Uh, although due to the difficulty in finding or traveling to the location, there are not a lot of tourists at any given time. The local superstitions probably have little to do with the lack of popularity, although they still linger. Once you get to the city, you will find what at first appear a lot of little white houses. They're actually stone crypts. The yeah, that's oldest... crazy because the picture makes them... Do- I did think yeah. this was just going to be a little village. It's mm-hmm. crazy that those are all crypts. That's what I thought too when I first saw the pictures. But the oldest one dates back to the 16th century. In front of every crypt, there's a well that was used to tell if a person made it to heaven. Um, not sure how that works, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I say I was waiting uh, for more in that. I don't know. There was no mo- other explanation. They just kind of assumed that I would be, I would get that. Um, it was hell if, deep. If it goes deep enough, hell, you don't go. Oh, here we go. There is. So it says, visitor oh, drop a coin into the well, and if the coin happened to hit a stone at the bottom of the well, it was said to be a good sign. So that means that they made it to heaven. If it, if they didn't hear the stone the coin they were like ah that motherfucker he's in hell. Who dug the wells? Couldn't you just put rocks at the bottom? Yeah right. I guess they could fill in with mud or something, but like yeah, I, I this seems very sub- I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sure. So. I guess it was the 16th century. They didn't have that much control over the wells they dug. An interesting fact is that. This region is a historical region of uh, an, another people called the uh, Ingushians. Uh, Ingushitians? No, no, that's not right. <laughs> Ingushitians. Absolutely, Jose. I bet that's Ingushians, what I think is what it is. Which they live today in a reduced area called the Republic of Ingushia. Ingushetia. Ingushetia. Only a few miles from there. You're, you're much better at the romantic languages, but something about these yeah. guttural fucking non-romantic <laughs> languages. I, something, something about those speak to me. They lost more than half of the... the <laughs> You want to get gooshed in? It's what we do. So they, they, unfortunately, they lost more than half of their territory since Russia came to the region in favor of the uh, Ossetians and the Kazakhs. I'm sorry, are you telling me that Russia just kind of invaded and took half of a country I, that wasn't right? theirs? Right? I didn't, would never have thought that. Um, but yeah, there most of the... one listener in Russia. There, there goes... probably still listens. I'm guessing he's a fan. I'm guessing he's the only one, right? Who else oh, is listening I don't think you're allowed to listen to podcasts. Yeah, so he's got to be the only one that's listening. Hey, Vlad. Um, so, <laughs> most of the names in this region, though, they can be translated from the English language, which is often... Hidden God by the Osatian policy of assimilation, but all the all the crypts uh, do, uh, belong to the English, to that yes. to that Ingushian. Huh? What'd you say? Uh, I, do, I do in Gush, yeah. I Gushin. I do in the Ingush. Stop. I do the Ingush now. 
Well, anyway, that's the end of it. Um, so yeah, that that's our that's our spooky terror list. Um, Honestly, I'd go visit all of them. Yeah, I would maybe. I mean, you'd drag me along with you, and I'd be like, I'm We'd scared. Go, I mean, like, I don't. Like, again, I think they'd be very neat to visit. I think they would. I but I think they would be a lot of fun places. Well, anyway, thanks everybody for listening to this one. We'll be back next week with part two of Alfred Packer, the human hyena where Mason will tell us the second part of that fun little story. Um, we normally don't do it on these, but uh, I just got some of our new merch. Uh, so here I've, I have uh, one of the um, new mugs that's a hot and ready, okay. just like hell mug. And yeah. uh, I've been wearing, you can't really tell because of the camera, but I've been wearing uh, spooky ghosty demon boys for our video listeners. And you can go grab those now on Tee Public. They're up there. Yeah. And they're they're very fun. They're, their quality, uh, again, always surprises me. They're super comfy. I don't know. I just like because I feel like you I'm buy not merch. Surprised by the high quality we yeah, constantly no, produce. Yeah, no, right. On yes, this you're right. But uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, and uh, the designs were great, and they were made by Mason. So yeah, I did all right. I'm Mason. happy with them. And um, yeah, we'll see you. Pod dog's losing that's it up there. The pod so. dog. You know what that means. That means we gotta go. So time to time to go. Take it easy, everybody. Be safe, and uh, don't be a Logan Paul. Bark, bark. Bye. Bye.